Well, as I think most of you know, each year I typically take a bicycle trip with my buddy, Jesse McCormick. And uh, we, we biked across the country from the west to the east coasts. We pedaled down the east coast from Maine to Florida. And last year we started in Washington State. I'm going to pedal down the west coast now. And uh, we've been doing this, these trips together for like 20 years now. And it was Jesse that convinced me to go on some of my first longer bicycle rides and tours here in North Dakota. And I was just thinking about this, that one of the first rides I ever went that was kind of, quote, long, uh, was the one from Dallax to Berthold and back. And he convinced me to do that. I still remember it. Uh, about 16 miles, I suppose. You know, anyway, we've been friends for a long time, since grade school and I think our mutual enjoyment of getting out and riding bicycle, you know, seeing new places in that way, it makes our friendship stronger. As we experience more of the adventurous, I guess you could say, moments along the road, uh, challenges, we're there to help each other out. Um, we always have something to talk about and to enjoy and share as a result. And I think that's the way friendships come to endure. There's a common interest outside of friend, the friends themselves that the friends share, which brings them together. Marriage and family work this way too. If spouses are just totally infatuated with one another uh, and have nothing else in common except that, well, I think the marriage is going to be weak. Kids will love their parents less if they have no shared values with them, and vice versa. And of course, the greatest shared interest that we should all have in common is the goal of sainthood. You know, of getting to know God now in this life, and ultimately then in heaven. You know, bicycling together, that's good. Families that like to go hunting fishing, camping, a rodeo, you know, all these things, good. This stuff strengthens a family, but a shared love of God among family or friends will anchor them better than anything else. I think that's what Jesus is getting at in our gospel today. When he says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He's not saying that we should not love our fathers and mothers or children. He is saying that we should love him first, even above parents, even above spouses. Love him first and foremost. Love for God needs to be that common interest between father and son, between daughter and mother, between friends, that binds them together more than anything else. If each person in a family or friendship loves Jesus Christ first, the truth is they will love one another more deeply and truly, not less. Their relationships will endure in Christ. As the old saying goes, the family that prays together stays together. Now, the flip side to that, of course, is 
when family members refuse to love Jesus Christ first. Perhaps they love some lesser good. Bicycling, hunting, fishing, farming, rodeo, work, whatever, more than Jesus. This sometimes forces us to choose, even between God and family. And here Jesus is telling us, we must choose God first. St. Augustine asked, related to this, if we aren't obliged, obligated, to give back to our parents for all that we have received from them. He wrote, The father says, I fathered you. The mother says, I bore you. The father says, I educated you. The mother says, I fed you. Let us answer our father and mother when they justly say, love us. Let us answer, I will love you in Christ, not instead of Christ. You will be with me in him, but I will not be with you, parents, without him, Jesus. But we don't care for Christ, they, the parents, may say. And I reply, and I care for Christ more than I care for you. Should I obey the ones who raised me and lose the one who created me? Of course not. God has given us many goods in this life. Sharing them with one another is the basis of many friendships and families. But we'll all be better off if we put God first. I see this dynamic, by the way, play out in our relationship, in you and and I. Six years ago, I stood here and introduced myself at all the weekend masses. Um, Time flies, doesn't it? I've been your pastor for six years. Uh, Primarily, I hope you come here each week, not because of me, or you shouldn't go to any church just because of the pastor, right? Likewise, I don't come into the church each day because of you. You are here because on some level, you love God. And so am I. The mutual love of God has brought us together. And our friendship has grown because of that shared love of the Lord. And in truth, we need each other to love God so that we can be here for one another. This is God's plan. Last weekend, our readings and the homily spoke of how hard it is for us to be openly Christian when so many people oppose the Christian worldview and morals. As Jesus said in our gospel, we must take up our crosses if we want to be worthy of him. And crosses are sometimes very heavy. That's why we need each other. Case in point, the prophet Elisha, or Elisha, in our first reading, He found himself frequently passing through the village of Shunem as he went about God's work. A godly woman who lived there, along with her husband, befriended Elisha. They welcomed him into their home, even set up a room for him there. This was a great blessing for Elisha. But it went both ways. The woman and her husband were blessed by Elisha's presence as well. He prayed for them, and they were able to conceive a child. Later on, when the child died, Elisha's petitions to God brought the child back, one of his many miracles. 
their mutual love of God and their friendship brought blessings upon all involved. Jesus in the gospel agreed that this is how it works when he said that whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Now, years ago, I, I discerned that God was calling me to serve him as a priest. Tuesday marked 13 years since I was ordained a transitional deacon. and Thursday marked the 12th anniversary of my priesthood. Um, I've been to different parishes and places around western North Dakota, serving God as best I can. And you, the good Catholic people of our diocese, have blessed me with housing, food, health care, and friendship, much as the Shunammite woman and her family helped Elisha. You've received me into your community because, well, because I'm a priest, I'm a man of God. You have been a great blessing for me, and I thank you for that. And I hope that, like Elisha and to that family, you know, that I've been a blessing to you and, and to your families as I have offered you the sacraments and teaching as well, and so on. For relationships between friends, between parents and their kids, between spouses, between pastor and congregation, and so on, to last and to be strengthened, there needs to be a common interest outside of the individuals that unites them. And nothing unites people like a common love of Almighty God. Everyone benefits when God is put first. So may we do just that together. Let's put God first. Amen.